0: Hey, welcome to our Tuesday ed- edition of our journey through scripture. Uh, I'm so glad to be back. I've been kind of out of pocket for the last uh, few weeks. Had to have uh, surgery done and, but now. Getting back into into some normalcy and uh, definitely ready to get back into our routine of our Tuesday Thursday journey through scriptures. Uh, I do apologize for for missing the last few weeks, but uh, we're going to jump right back in. Um, I'm kind of skipping ahead a little bit. Uh, we skipping over some of the Psalms. We'll, we'll include them later on. Um, if you remember our our last time, we were we're getting to the end of David's life and the beginning of Solomon's. And in uh, in the book of First Kings and the end of First Samuel or Second Samuel, uh, we see that end of of David's life, and it's it's not the greatest end. He he it. He has such difficulty. Remember all of the different political intrigue and, and all kinds of different things uh, that were happening. Um, and, uh, we have the transition to Solomon. It doesn't go completely smoothly, but Solomon does, uh, become uh, a king. And, uh, we, when we look at it in the, through the eyes of, uh, of the book of first Sam, second Samuel and Kings, that is a lot earlier on. Then, like in Chronicles. And so today we're gonna to be looking at the end of David's life in Chronicles. Uh, so uh, if you want to, uh, we're going to be reading 1 uh, Chronicles 22 through 26, all right, 22 through 26. And then we're gonna read Psalm 30 and then Psalm 42 through 49, um, kind of a, a, a large large area here but uh 1st chronicles 22 through 26 and then psalm 30 and then psalm 42 to 49 now what what we have here is we have the end of David's life and it's kind of this transition to Solomon and uh, chapter 22 talks about David preparing to build the temple. Remember, David could not build the temple himself. God did not want David to build the temple. Uh, He wanted Solomon to. And uh, we we see here, uh, it says, Now David said in verse 5 of chapter 22 of 1 Chronicles, Solomon, my son is young and inexperienced, and the house to be built for the Lord must be exceedingly magnificent, famous, and glorious throughout all countries. I will now make preparation for it. So so David made abundant preparations before his death. See, Chronicles was written much later. Um, it was still a, taken from the oral history, but it was written down, and it kind of makes David look... Um like he finishes stronger than he probably did, it's not saying anything that's not true uh it just it it just kind of it focuses on the good things that it doesn't bring out some of the the really sad things that happened unfortunately with David as he ended his his reign um but one of the things that David wanted to do and wanted to make sure happened was that the the house of the Lord was completed, that the temple was was completed, so he began that process. And I, and I want to read kind of what some of what he said to his son, Solomon said, so David said to Solomon, my son, as for me, it was in my mind to build a house to the name of the Lord, my God. But the word of the Lord came to me, saying, you have shed much blood and have made great wars. You shall not build a house for my name because you have shed much blood on the earth in my sight. Behold, a son shall be born to you who shall be a man of rest, and I will give him rest from all his enemies all around. His name shall be Solomon, for I will give peace and quietness to Israel in all his days. He shall build my house for my name, and he shall be my son, and I will be his father, and he will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. Now, my son, may the Lord be with you, and may you prosper and build the house of the Lord your God, as he has said to you. Only may the Lord give you wisdom and understanding and give you charge concerning Israel, that you may keep the law of the Lord your God. Then you will prosper, if you take care to fulfill the statutes and judgments of which the Lord charged Moses concerning Israel. Be strong and of good courage. Do not fear or be dismayed. Indeed, I have taken much trouble to prepare the house of the Lord. And then he, he goes on to share all the things that he has done to, to prepare the building of the, of the temple. Um, what, what great advice David gives to his son. And, and David accepts... The Lord's decision, you know, even though he wanted to build the house of the Lord, that was something very important to him, but he accepts the Lord's decision and and he wants to make sure that Solomon is ready uh, to to be able to begin that process and that Solomon will judge with wisdom and understanding uh, and that he will follow uh, the, the precepts that God has given through Moses. So he's encouraging him to follow, make sure he follows the law and, and stays close to God. And and that his time would be a time of peace. And uh, in Solomon's time, there was a lot of peace. In Solomon's time, he was very wise. Uh, he uh, wrote, uh, you know, the Book of Proverbs, or, or mainly from Solomon. But he 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 did start to fade as well. Uh, he did not. Uh, guard his relationship with God as, as he should have. And so turmoil started to brew within the nation. And, and after he leaves, things are going to get, get pretty bad and there's going to be a lot of split. Um, so, so it's interesting. Solomon is going to be an interesting character, someone who is very wise and very smart, uh, and does a lot of good things. But at the same time, uh, he, he doesn't mind his relationship with God the way that he should. And uh, David was trying to prepare him and encouraging him to do that. Um, you know, and that's just like it is with, with all of us who are, uh, who are sons and daughters or who are parents, uh, moms and dads, right? We, we try to instill in our children what is important, even if it's things that we have messed up on ourselves. right? David had messed up, but he's trying to share with Solomon, no, here's what you need to do, seek wisdom and understanding. Um, and Solomon heeds some of it, but Solomon is also his own person, so he makes his own decisions, and uh, and we're going to see how that that uh, impacts the nation of Israel uh, as we continue to move forward. Um, and so th- this is getting you know basically the the close to the end of David's life in the Book of Chronicles, um, uh, Psalm thirty. Uh, if you want to read uh, at at this time, right after kind of chapter twenty two, it's it's a It's a psalm of answered prayer. Uh, It says, I will extol you, O Lord, for for you have lifted me up. It ends by saying, you have turned uh, for me my mourning into dancing. You have put off my sackcloth and clothed me with gladness to the end that my glory may sing praise to you and not be silent. O oh Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. And, uh, you know, it's, there there are psalms of lament. There are psalms of rejoicing. There are psalms, psalms of, of thanksgiving. Uh, and David is being thankful to God for what he has done, how God has been with him through the times of mourning, but has brought him to a joyous end. Uh, as, as you continue to read chapters 23 through 26, those are going to be some, uh, some, some skim-worthy chapters. Um, they are uh, lots of lists, lots of names. Um, it, it talks about how the people are going to be divided so that they can worship God, how they are going to, uh, to work at the temple, um, kind of the different roles that, that are going to be set before them. So we have the division of the Levites. We have the division of the priest, um, the musicians. Uh, In chapter 25, uh, and then in chapter 26, we have the gatekeepers. So, so David is kind of laying out, uh, you know, how they will manage the temple and Jerusalem, uh, especially in regards to how they're going to do this in order to worship God. Um, And so there's a, a very real reason that the chroniclers were I uh, thought that this was important because this this showed how important the worship of God was how the managing of the temple the managing of the city of Jerusalem uh, how all of that was um to the nation of Israel and how they were uh, to uh, uh, to make sure that that worship was done in an orderly fashion and and here were the groups of people uh from the from the the levites that were the priests and the levites and the uh, gatekeepers and the musicians had, they all had a role to play and, and so we see that throughout through uh, that chapters 23 through 26 uh, in chapter 26 one of the the groups of the gatekeepers are the Korahites, or the sons of Korah, um, and, it, and it's interesting the the psalms that we're going to read. We're going to I want to read chapters uh, Psalm forty two through forty nine. All of these. Uh, Say that they are psalms of the sons of Korah. So the sons of Korah are gatekeepers, um, and and they are uh, there at the different gates of the city. uh, But also, obviously, they had something to do with worship, and and the sons of Korah um, were responsible for many of these psalms. You'll you will recognize some of these psalms, Uh, Psalms forty-two through uh, forty-nine. Many of them are very familiar. Uh, We look at Psalm forty-two. Uh, it says, uh, uh, as the deer pants for the water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for you, for the living God. Right? When shall I come and appear before God? My t- tears have been my food day and night, while they continually say to me, where is your God? Right? This is a person crying out to God that has a heart for God, but yet is going through difficult circumstances and is needing relief and that he is nearly being taunted by others saying, where is your God? Uh, Then in, in verse five, why are you cast down? O my soul. And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. It's interesting. So it talks about these things, and it it reflects that the the psalmist, uh, the sons of Korah, that they are as they're talking about these difficult times that they have, times when they feel downcast, um, but yet they remind themselves to have hope in God, for He is their strength. Uh, that they should long after God, even whenever they're experiencing uh, times of trouble. Uh, it it continues on, verse nine, I will say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why do I go on mourning because of the oppression of my enemy? As with my breaking of my bones, my enemy reproach me while they say to me all day long, where is your God? Again, he's still at a difficult time. And then he responds by saying, why are you cast down on my soul? Why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I so, shall yet praise him. The help of my countenance and my God, right? So he he feels disconnected. He feels like God is away, but he con- he uh, challenges that, if you will, b- with the truth that he he uh, he can put his hope in God. That God will be with him. And you know, we're going to have those times that we don't feel close to God. It doesn't mean that He's far from us. It doesn't mean that we're doing anything wrong. Sometimes that is what is what happens in life and it's important that we do not let our emotions take us to a dark place but that we continue to remind ourselves to put our hope in God uh, and that he will bring us out of those difficult places psalm 43 uh, kind of continues that that theme uh psalm 44 um it, uh, talks a lot about uh re- redemption and it is it is a a, a dark psalm um, that um, is acknowledging kind of that sometimes God has uh, does that there is punishment, that that uh, we can rebel and we can be uh, move ourselves away from God. And then uh, at the very end in verse 23, it says, Awake, why do you sleep, O Lord? Ar- Arise, do not cast us off forever. Why do you hide your face and forget our affliction and our oppression? For our soul is bound da- bowed down to the dust. Our body clings to the ground. Arise for our help. And redeem us in your mercy's sake. And so it's it's at this place where they are going through difficult times. Some of it may be on because of their own fault, and they are they are crying on God for forgiveness to remember them uh, that He will turn their, His His eyes upon Him uh, upon them. Uh, these are important psalms um, for us to to read because it it does remind us that we're not always going to feel like everything is going great, right? Life isn't always going to be going smoothly. There's going to always be bumps along the way. Uh, and sometimes we feel like God isn't there, but that, that's not because he, he's missing. That's not because he's not paying attention. That's just the state of the world that we are in. Um, and it's okay to cry out to him and ask him and say, God, it feels like you're not paying attention, but always remembering who God is that God is faithful, that he is faithful to us. Uh, Psalm 45 is, is just a, uh, a, a worship of who God is, right? It's just extolling. Uh, it's, it's nearly a love letter uh, uh, to God. I encourage you to read through Psalm 45. Psalm 46, one of my favorites, it says, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Even though the earth be removed, the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and to be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, right? So even though all of that may be happening, what dramatic language that the world is falling apart, which, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now, right? But God is our refuge and our strength. He is a present help in times of trouble. And it continues to go on in verse 10, says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in all the earth. Right. So sometimes when we start getting overwhelmed with all that's going on around us, we need to be intentional about being still, remembering that he is God. Psalm 47 is a a praise to God. Clap your hands, all you people. Shout to God with the voice of triumph right just just praising god for who he is that needs to be part of our uh, of of our daily life as well where we we do cry out to god but we praise god as well we acknowledge who he is what he has done um psalm uh 48 and uh and 49 kind of uh, continue uh those uh, the the glory of god in in uh in zion and and um, Psalm 48, um, you know, talks about uh, you know his his glory, his holiness, and then Psalm 49 is actually kind of like a proverb. It's 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 a, a why should I fear the days of evil when the iniquity at my heels surround me? Those who trust in their wealth and boast in the multitude of their riches none of them can them can by any means redeem his brother nor give to god a ransom for him right Uh, for their redemption of their souls is costly and it shall cease forever that that should be continued to live eternally and not see the pit for he sees wise men die likewise the fool and the senseless person perish, and leave their wealth to others right it's it's very similar to some of this uh Proverbs that we see about wisdom. So some of the Psalms have a variety of, of themes and topics to them. Psalm forty nine is uh, is is one that is uh, definitely um, like one of the proverbs and talks about wisdom. So we're going to stop stop there um, today. Um, we're going to. F- Go ahead and continue in uh, Chronicles. So, if you want to read for Thursday, uh, Chronicles uh, twenty-six through twenty-nine um, for sure. Yeah, twenty-six to twenty-nine, and then and then First uh, Kings three and four. So, First Chronicles twenty-six through twenty-nine, and First Kings three through four. All right. So we will, we will pick up uh, there on Thursday. And uh, so look forward to getting back into the swing of things and into the routine. And we will, we will continue on uh, our chronological uh, look and, and journey through the scripture. All right. We'll see you on Thursday.